Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. We're going to talk about working in the industry, finding a job, keeping a job, looking for a job, coveting a job, whatever. Thanks, sponsors, Top Spinning, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hogan Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Copsy.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. I want to just stay for the record that Rich is happily employed, I am happily unemployed, and Brad is happily employed, but not in the industry. Right. I have a fondness for Beckett Media. Rich has a fondness for Beckett Media as well as ComC. So we're just talking hypothetically, but using our own examples of what it would be like working in the industry. Three or four years ago, the lament was, I'd like to work in the industry, but there's no jobs. You have to have a job to get a job. And what's the deal? And now it seems like a lot of people are hiring. And not just to be a grader, but to be lots of things. What do you guys think? If your friends come to you and ask about opportunities? I tell them to go to LinkedIn. You'll find lots of people in the hobby in LinkedIn. Start looking there and start making contacts. Start figuring out what you want to do. As you said, three or four years ago, the options were much more limited. We have so many startups in the last couple of years, and it's exciting to see all the technological changes. But there's things that maybe aren't even tech-related you can do. My ComC teammates, Angela and Stefan, tell me, you're the least techie person to ever work at a tech company. I know how to do my job, but I'm not going to know how to do a lot of other things, and that's okay. I am not a tech person, but you don't have to be a tech person if you know how to talk to people or you know how to do this. You don't have to be a programmer. You could be the person with other contacts. For example, Tracy Hackler left Panini to work for Roadshow, and they now have three or four stores around the country. He said, hey, this is a really interesting concept for me to join. Yes, they found him because he was a Panini, but now he's got a new position. So somebody else who we all know locally jumped into Panini. So there are always jobs out there. Now, it depends. Do you want to make a career or do you just want a job? But there's even simpler jobs like being a bookkeeper for a hobby place. Every company needs a bookkeeper. Every company needs the support staff. Most of these companies need somebody to do sales or customer service liaison. When we hired people, it was really valuable to see people with card shop experience because they could see the industry up close of customers coming and asking for cards. I don't know if Tracy did that as much as he came to work first for us in an editorial role and worked his way up and then went to playoff or whatever it was in that then Panini. But now I think he's back to doing a card shop kind of thing in a very exciting way. I think there's a number of tech startups in the industry and I think not all of them are going to make it just because that's the survival of the fittest and not everybody makes it. And so what's going to happen to some of those individuals that work for those tech startups that don't make it? I think a bunch of them are going to want to stay in the industry. They will have had some experience. And if they really understand the hobby and have some programming skills, I think they're going to be in demand. There was a company earlier this year that had a major layoff. And as I said, I'm in LinkedIn, and anytime I see a hobby person, I try to link in with them just because I like staying informed. There's a lot you can learn by reading. You and I are very good at that. We read a lot of things. And trust me, my hobby reading is about one-tenth what it used to be. But I, a couple people reached There's out There's 10 times as much stuff, There's too. 10 times as much <laughs> stuff, so it's probably the same, yes. And a couple people reached out to me immediately on LinkedIn, and I said, look, just go to comc.com and see if there's any positions available that fit what you are looking for, because there are some remote positions. Or you can be on Instagram or Facebook. I was listening to some interview with a lady that was high up in some company, and she got there because she said that I slid into this person's DMs on Instagram. 
So she went and found a hobby job from where she was. She had been working at Nike and she said, I like this concept better. And she went into there. So there's ways to do it. Sometimes you have to make the initiation and make the first move. Yeah, I just recently found myself in a position. I went back into the IT industry. What people seem to forget about when looking for any type of basic job is, do you know the industry? Do you know the ins and outs? Do you know what is going on? Do you know a little bit about the past? Because if you try to jump into that particular industry, you'll get lost in the deep end of the woods very quickly. The next thing you need to do is start connecting. Start finding people that are like-minded, like yourself, and just having conversations about yourself and about them and start learning about people. Then you'll be able to decide, is it a fit or is it not a fit into the area that I want to go to? Then start looking at specifically where you want to work or who you want to work for or what you want to do. Always keep your head on a swivel and looking for contacts and conversations and just keeping aware of what's going on around you because you never know. The worst thing you can do is take a job and find out that you're not a fit for the company's culture and six months later, Either they're letting you go or you're leaving because it's not a great fit. You always want to make sure that, that it's the right decision and the right fit for you. Okay. In the ideal world, I totally agree, except that Eric Norton, we love him, but he said what he needed to say to get the job at Beckett Media. This was after I was gone, but he applied for a job that he was not qualified for. He's a really good guy, versatile, and I think has really made a contribution. But I think whether it's LinkedIn or anything, people put things on there in order to get an opportunity for the interview and to talk their way into a job. And a lot of times, if they love cards and they love the industry, everything is fine. But if they're a person that's interested in sales, they may say, you need marketing? Yeah, I'm a marketing guy. Or you need sales? Oh, you need customer service? Yeah, I'm a customer service guy because customer service, sales, and marketing are all related. Yeah, but even in that area, your weaknesses are going to show very quickly. When Not it gets quick enough. That. Maybe in six months or a year, and by then, maybe I'll move somewhere else. I think people play the game sometimes. In our company, back in the day, we really hired for customer service more than sales or marketing. What is the criticism of the card companies? It's not about, hey, your sales department's no good. No, it's your customer service needs improvement for all of them. It's because people don't want to be in customer service. And yet that's how we built Beckett Publications, focusing on customer service and really helping the customers, the dealers, for the most part, to be successful. I think everybody in a company forgets that each person needs to personally take responsibility for customer service. In any position that you work in, Whoever you're talking to, that's your customer. And that attitude and that culture filters down and flows throughout. If I'm a customer calling into company ABC and I get a hold of the accounting department, if they understand that their job is customer service, even though they're accountant, then that's still the customer service's responsibility. Again, ideal world. My problem is you've got situations where you have 100 or less employees. People don't worry about job titles. But as soon as you get into the hundreds of employees, you've got layers of management and you've got people that say, hey, I don't want to step on somebody else's toes. I'm going to refer you to somebody that does that. So they get insulated from the real world problems of the customer. So I'm with you on that. It's just that I think that's hard to sustain that corporate culture as you get into the hundreds of employees. And that's where all these card companies are. And the bigger a company gets, the more difficult it is to maintain what you're saying, which is ideal. I'm starting to think like a lot of people used to go to the baseball meetings each year 
looking for jobs. The winter meetings. Yeah. The winter yeah. meetings. Nowadays, if you can afford to go, you go to a mint collective. You go or to the national, or yeah, or even the Dallas summit, or even the summit, or the, yeah. even the Dallas, or, even yeah. the Dallas car Shed show, Shelly. and you meet the people in person. The first time I ever met Tim Getz, the owner of ComC, I thought I met the customer service manager. It actually was Tim, and the that first words out of my mouth in, wow. in 2010 was, "By the way, you need to hire me." <laughs> <laughs> and I explained why. He said he'd talk to the boss and think about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It took six and a half years to get hired, so I'm a patient then. There was other issues, too. But the point was, I explained why you need to hire me at the time. Okay, Brad, if you were in the job market and you have a job now, you're happy, but you're making X dollars a year, let's say, and you enjoy your work. But if a hobby job came up, would you want that hobby opportunity for you to be at least as much money, or would you be able to take less money? Where would you be on the salary spectrum? I'm wondering if these hobby companies are paying a premium or getting a discount because they're hiring people, in some cases, that really love the work. First, does Mrs. Texas Clark do approve of the job move? (laughs) But again, would she be saying, hey, Brad, you can't take this because it's a 20% pay cut. I know you would love what you're doing. It's a great hobby company, but that doesn't make sense. It's never been 100% about the money, if it's a good fit or not. Okay, 30% cut, 40% cut. Is there a number there? I think some people think 20% is still significant enough. Yeah, because we've lived hand to mouth for a year. Full disclosure, you guys know I've spent a year working for myself. I didn't make a lot of money at it. I'm now extremely successful in the position that I'm in. I've been able to financially correct ourselves. We enjoy a nice lifestyle that is a lot of fun. Rich, you work for a bank. I work for a bank. I actually, less, I actually ended up with less money when Bank of America outsourced my job. It was actually less money, but frankly, at my age, I was happy to have any job. And the fact that it was a hobby job was a good thing. And my wife recently got a teaching position yeah. where basically, if I go straight to work, I turn left, she goes straight for about another 500 feet. I told her she was driving 45 minutes to an hour each way previously with gas at four $5 a gallon and wear and tear. If she had a pay cut, it actually would be a raise. Actually, she got more money. Now an early morning is 6.30. An early morning used to be 5.30. It's a big difference. A 10-minute commute is certainly different than an hour. Only once in five and a half years has it taken me more than 15 minutes to get home. Yeah, I'm driving an hour one way today to get to my office. And then you've got one hour there, one hour back. Plus, you've got traveling within the territory because I'm a field sales rep. I could be in Fort Worth one part of the day and then be all the way up in Frisco the next and then down in South like in the same day and then driving all the way home to far north. That has a lot to do with it. Driving has wear and tear. Yeah. Okay. Last question. This is mainly for Rich. The Beckett Media entity has just recently moved offices. How many of their employees do you think will relocate their homes or apartments? I've already talked to a few of them and given them advice as to where to live. So you think it's a 10%? It'll be 10 to 20%. Because they're only moving 15 minutes away. But it's a very different area. It's literally 5 to 10 minutes from my house. So it'd be really convenient for me to go back there. It's okay, (laughs) hey, 5 to 10 minutes, I'm in for that. We're opposed to it was 35, 40 minutes at the, we'll call it the office after your building. At the peak times, Dallas has a lot of traffic. But it was about 30 minutes to the office when we were at 15850 Dallas Parkway from my house. It was 45 minutes to the location because of where I live. 
The new layer is literally five or ten minutes away. Yeah. It's in the same zip code, actually. Okay. Thanks, guys. Like I said, I continue to be unemployable. <laughs> and loving it. So. I don't think you're really overly worried about being I'm not looking for a paycheck. So thanks, guys. And uh, be back tomorrow with another episode.